0: Hello and welcome to the Astor Buzz podcast. My name is Jeremy Devins, and this is a new offering that I want to create here, which is a forecast for the month ahead. So we're already towards the end of November 2018, but that's okay. There's still a couple weeks left, and then we've got some significant stuff going on. And I want to say thank you to Cable, one of my mentors and teachers and friends who teaches in Austin, Texas teaches all the styles of yoga, especially the gentle yoga, and he makes me laugh every time I go to his class. So if you're in Austin, definitely check out Kavel. It's K-E-W-A-L. Uh, he asked, what is Mercury Retrograde? What is the deal with this Mercury Retrograde thing, and why does everyone blame all their problems on it? Uh, I'm paraphrasing, I know. but So it is Mercury Retrograde right now that is a thing that is happening. It started on November 16th. And if you're listening to this in November 2018, which I imagine you are, or early December, we've got Mercury retrograde going on in the sign of Scorpio from November 16th to December 6th. It goes direct on the 7th. So this is about three weeks where we can really focus on, three or four weeks, where we can focus on all the R-E words. This is how I think about Mercury retrograde. So any retrograde, really, it's reverse, reflecting, reviewing, revising, revisiting, uh, anything that starts with Ari, even resetting and restorative yoga and rest and that sort of stuff to go back rather than going forward because it appears right now if you look in the sky that Mercury is going backwards. It's not really, it's sort of an optical illusion but that's how it looks to us here on Earth. So uh, it can kind of make the qualities of Mercury Feel like they're going back instead of forward and maybe uh, less direct, right? So it's, it's a good time to go back over the past few months uh, because this happens, this uh, Mercury retrograde transit happens every uh, few months. So it's sort of a good uh, rhythm to have in your life where now it's Mercury retrograde. Now it's the time to review things and not the best time to start completely new things. So life doesn't stop, of course. So going to have to start new things at times but just be really mindful of the details right so mercury in sanskrit it's not called mercury it's called buddhi b-u-d-h-i which means intellect intelligence and it's where uh, the word buddha comes from the awakened one eventually in the Pali language out of the sanskrit but buddhi is like this very clear sharp penetrating intellect and it's Appears to be going backwards right now. Buddha is going backwards. The wisdom, intellect, intelligence. So review, reflect, uh, analyze. Look at what has gone well, what hasn't gone well, what you want to change, and uh, it's probably going to come out more uh, spontaneously, intuitive, more uh, right-brained because it's not direct. Mercury direct is like, okay, let's make the deal, let's get moving. It's Mercury is the fastest moving planet. It's associated with all things that do with business, communication, information, technology, devices. And it likes to move forward. But now it's going backwards. So it's not direct. It's not as clear. And you've got to be more direct and clear in your communication to make up for that. Or do meditation practice, which I'm going to talk about in a little bit. Other significant thing happening is the sun is in the Scorpio. Yes, Scorpio. If you look in the actual sky, if you look at the night sky app where you can look at the actual placement of the stars right now in the sky, you'll see the sun is actually in Scorpio, uh, even though Western astrology would beg to differ. But that's where the sun actually is and that's what Vedic astrology goes by. So, sun, Jupiter, and Mercury all are in Scorpio. What does that mean? Well, listen to the Scorpio episode uh the Astrobus podcast and you'll hear It's all about the depths. It's all about going deeper into very mystical territory. So we've got a lot of emphasis there, right? And Mercury's even there. So it's a good time to reflect and review and go into the depths of your uh, relationships, the spirituality, mystical, anything occult and hidden and deeper under the layers, right? So getting under the surface of everything that's going on in your life and really evaluating, reviewing, reflecting, and analyzing uh and well, you can see i'm a very virgo personality i keep saying analyzing but uh, at least the other parts they're reviewing reflecting recharging re- resting all that stuff very good this time of year uh this next few weeks and right now today i'm recording this uh on thanksgiving believe it or not i like to work all the time <laughs> uh, so full moon is in taurus which adds a groundedness to all of this Right, Scorpio can get so deep and down in the depths and uh, the full moon in Taurus is just more practical grounded stable and the full moon brings us also a time of completion and fulfillment and review and reflection so really perfect day for Thanksgiving to have a full moon in Taurus and just be grat- great just find your gratitude find your appreciation what has gone well and what are you grateful for and this is the perfect time to do some gratitude journaling. This is happening in the Krittika nakshatra. Talk about that later, don't worry about it. All you need to know now is that's one of the best places the moon can be. It's very auspicious. It's symbolized as a sharp, razor-like instrument that signifies decisiveness, abundant energy, larger-than-life goals, and projects on a mass scale. So it really balances out the Mercury retrograde, which could have us feeling totally off mentally, But the full moon in Taurus here in uh, Kritika sort of balances it out. So the mind can be sharp and focused and penetrating. I think even more so if you have a spiritual practice. So you're harnessing all that Scorpio energy, which is just transformation. So if you're doing yoga or meditation, that is a transformation process. And Scorpio really likes that. Without it, left to its own own devices, Scorpio will be destructive. It will be self-destructive. It will turn to addiction and drugs and abuse and things that will create transformation in a very unpleasant way. But yoga, asana, pranayama, meditation, you can do all this in a very pleasurable way. So here's what I recommend, and I'm going to put a link to this, or you can check this out on QuietMind.Yoga/Astrology. And you can download your own astrology forecast calendar for November, right? So I made this for the uh, workshop I just did last night about astrology yoga, and I'll be doing these regularly. But the practices are breath work. So anything that has a sort of emphasis on the throat, very good for all the energies that are going on right now. Ujjayi pranayam, victorious breathing. Agni pran or breath of fire. Where it's a sort of a forceful exhale, Brahmari breath, the humming bee. So, if you're newer to these these practices, I'll just do a brief overview. Ujjayi pranayam, victorious breath. It sounds like constricting the back of the throat, like you're fogging a mirror, but it's all through the nose. So, if I had my mouth open, it sounds like, but it's just through the nose. So it's a little harder to hear, but it sounds like. Right? and you breathe in and out just through the nose, creating that constriction at the back of the throat. What are you doing while you're doing the ujjayi breath? You could just be meditating, or some good postures to do for all of these aspects are the warrior poses, because it's harnessing the Mars warrior energy of Scorpio and channeling it into transformation, spiritual transformation, not destruction. So warrior one, warrior two, warrior three all perfect poses for these energies, and hold them for a while until you build heat in the body. This is going to keep all of these qualities, these energies, and the planets happy. Boat pose, very good. Dancer pose, very good. So these are working with the abdominal muscles, stretching and strengthening, and uh, the solar plexus, which is ruled by pitta, or the fire dosha, and uh, that's related to Mars, the fire element, which rules Scorpio, right? So Scorpio is a water sign, I know, but Scorpio is ruled by Mars, so, and with all the other aspects going on, this is sort of my prescription, what I think is working really well for me, and what I've seen in students, and what I'm teaching in classes, and uh, this is what I recommend, so. Ujjayi Pranayam, while you're doing warrior poses, boat pose, dancer pose, Things like that that are active, engaging, warming, firm postures, right? Focusing the energy, grounding the energy. Mercury retrograde can unground a lot of this stuff. Scorpio depths can unground a lot of stuff. The full moon in Taurus really helps, and the Mars energy really helps ground it all out. And we can have the spirituality and we can have the groundedness all together. So, last thing is meditations. So using the buddhi mudra, that's the thumb to the pinky finger. Thumb to pinky's buddhi mudra. So you do that while doing the brahmari breath, the humming bee breath. So what does that sound like? It's a mm sound of the back of the throat. And that's what I've been doing every morning since Mercury retrograde started, and that's what I generally recommend during all Mercury retrograde periods which again, happen three to four times a year for about three to four weeks. So, pramari breath, humming bee breath, the mm sound of the back of the throat. I'll guide us through that in a minute here. Last thing you can do for meditation is the mantra, om buddhaya namaha, om buddhaya namaha. And you can find recordings of that on whatever music app you use or on YouTube but it sounds like om Ya namaha, om Ya namaha, something like that, right? You could chant that if that resonates with you. But I think the Brahmari breath is a really good go-to and if you're on the fence about chanting, it's not your thing. If you don't wanna chant, that's totally fine. But it's basically just saying om, all creation, buddhaya, the, the quality of uh, mercury or wisdom, buddhi, intellect, namaha, I identify with that, Where we get the word name. So identify with my wisdom, intellect, and the source of all creation, om, buddhaya, namaha. Great mantra to practice. So I'd suggest at least three minutes to do whatever one of these practices you want to do. But my suggestion is you do the bramari breath for 10 minutes. You do the warrior poses, the active, warming, grounding postures for 10 minutes themselves while you're doing the ujjayi breath throughout that. And that's it. You know, so that's the whole practice. If you want to throw in the breath of fire in there, don't do it too fast where it's too high and elevating, where it's like <laughs> like a panting breath. That is going to... Uh, destabilize all this stuff right even the way i'm talking through this podcast is meant to be grounding focused and centering so this is what we really want through these transits right now so if you're into the breath of fire it's right like a slow steady rhythmic breath forceful exhale passive inhale the belly pumps in when you exhale and then if you want to do the chanting mantra, do that for a couple, like I'd say, three minutes at the end of your practice. Shavasana, if you want, or, well, <laughs> not if you want shavasana. Always uh, at least a minute of that to, to rest and integrate, uh, and then go about your day. All right? And I suggest doing this in the morning. So the Brahmari breath, the warrior active poses, shavasana. And if you want to, if you want to adjust things a little bit or try things a little different. You can do the breath of fire you can do the yom buddhaya namaha mantra while you're meditating you do the Bodhi mudra, right so i'm going to guide us through now a uh, practice uh, that you can do yourself so you can come back to this over the next couple weeks until december 7th when mercury goes direct you can keep doing it longer if you like it but i've been doing it since mercury went retrograde and it's been very helpful for me My mind has been firing on all cylinders very sharp, focused, and clear. So I'm going to guide us through one minute of the Brahmari breath, the humming bee breath, and then you can know what it's like, and then you can continue this on your own uh, for the next couple weeks. All you got to do is set a timer. I recommend the Insight Timer app. It's free. Set a timer for ten minutes, and you'll even see a little streak there at the top to keep you motivated if you keep doing it day after day. So. To do this, you find a comfortable seated posture, shoulders relaxed, spine tall. Adjust your seat so you feel comfortable and not like you don't need to fidget, like you can easily stay here for 30 minutes, right? But it's going to be 1 minute right now and then 10 minutes when you do the practice yourself. Your eyes close or rest on a single spot on the floor in front of you and engage the buddhi mudra, your thumb to the pinky finger. The other fingers are just relaxed. The pressing is just firm enough that if you had a piece of paper there, I would not be able to pull it out. But it's not too tight, not too lax. Thumb to pinky finger. And now you focus on the breath. And your mouth is closed, just uh, inhaling through the nose and then as you exhale, you make this M sound in the back of your throat. So I'll make this a few times, and then we'll close it out. So inhale through the nose, Mm -hmm. You haven't already, you join in with me making the M sound as well. Mm-hmm. To a normal natural breath just notice how that affects you and if you want to go deeper again set a timer for 10 minutes and continue that same practice on your own let me know what happens right so I've found this very beneficial and very focusing centering grounding email me at quiet mind Oops, sorry. email me at astrobuzzpodcast at gmail.com got a little buzz from that meditation email me your results and any questions you have at astrobuzzpodcast at gmail.com and if you find this helpful if there's other specific things you want to know about the astrology forecast let me know and i'll include them in future episodes if you want to get these emailed to you in your inbox uh, sign up at quietmind.yoga. If you go to that homepage, there's a way to sign up for the newsletter right there. Just put your email in. I send these out every month. And uh, you can look at quietmind.yoga astrology. to learn all about your chart. And uh, if you want to schedule a private session with me, you can do that there. And you can see this calendar page that has all of these recommended practices and transits uh, that you can download for free. So thanks for listening. Leave a review and share this with your friends. We'll see you next week for the sign of Capricorn back to our regularly scheduled program.